0: This is our last episode of something newsy for the semester, otherwise known as the coronavirus semester spring 2020. I'm not even sure how we made it. We discuss a few things like coronavirus and capitalism and the big kahunas in that game, such as Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, so and so. All right, let's get to it. Hey everyone, this is episode 21 of Something Newsy, the podcast from the Mesa Press, San Diego Mesa College's independent newspaper. My name is Renee Schmiedberg, I'm editor in chief.
1: I'm Matthew, I'm a news writer.
2: I'm Carlos, I'm a staff writer.
3: I'm Kyle, and I'm the sports editor.
0: Okay, so we are still recording this remotely because campus is shut down because of coronavirus. Well, basically everything is shut down. So something that we want to talk about this time is things related to capitalism and coronavirus. So I thought it'd be good if we started off with a few uh, capitalism big kahunas, like, you know, the big figureheads of capitalism. and
1: The big fish, yes.
0: Yes, the big fish. And then... uh, So let's start with Jeff Bezos, you know, the almost trillionaire. So, Carlos, you recently did some research about Jeff Bezos, and I was wondering what you found out.
2: Um, Well, I actually haven't done much research on it, but I did read that he is trying to acquire AMC Theaters, Mm -hmm. um, and that was just on top of... The press release of him almost being a billion, a trillionaire. Um, Was this
0: recently? Like, is this uh, something he's still trying to do right now?
2: Yeah, it happened yeah. like this month. This mm. It'll be interesting if he does acquire that. I think he's kind of invested, or he's pretty much in a lot of or in every arena that exists right now. Yeah, food. He's expanding his portfolio with if he does acquire AMC. <laughs>
1: yeah, if I can add, um, Jeff Bezos already uh in two thousand seventeen he got Whole Foods, right? Yeah. And and, and it, it was integrated into Amazon. Like you you can order from Amazon, you get membership perks, stuff like that. Yeah. I I can imagine him doing something similar with AMC, right? Where you get like, you know, the prices dropped or you no know, special tickets, special merchandise, stuff like that
0: interesting yeah it's I think, oh, how he's just taking over our whole world
1: basically pretty much
0: you know we're just in a, a jeff bezos world one thing to consider with him uh
3: it's like as soon as the whatever the data came out he's going to be a trillionaire by 2026 like a lot of people immediately go to hating him mm. and like obviously No one needs that amount of money to live multiple lifetimes. But it's just this guy's done a lot of work and like a lot of brilliant ideas and a lot of uh, good business acquisitions. It kind of sucks to just be successful and keep doing what you're doing and then immediately get a lot of hate. But I do understand that it's just unnecessary to have that much money.
0: I think where this hate comes from is with the system that we're living in where it's it becomes like very problematic when somebody is that rich and then there's people who are extremely poor and how many people there are that are poor and like because if everybody was you know okay financially and then he was a trillionaire it wouldn't be so so weird inside it oh yeah it wouldn't be so like harmful or you know it's like seemingly harmful it's it's really just because you know so many people are poor i think
3: then uh where do we think the responsibility who has a responsibility to try to close this gap because he has enough money for plenty of lifetimes and people can barely are living day to day especially in this current situation
0: i would say our governments and like world leaders And but I would also like in world leaders, like Jeff Bezos is basically a world leader at this point because, like, you have so much, you know, government, like with governments, you have power. But, like, if you have so much money, you have sometimes you have more power than certain governments do.
1: Yeah, way more influence. yeah, Yeah,
0: influence. And the thing is, is what we have to think about is like he, like, he owes, um, like even just us a lot, because like you, like me, Kyle, Matt, Carlos, like we all pay taxes that go back to the community. And for example, like educate people that end up, you know, in the public school system that end up working for Amazon, for Jeff Bezos, who doesn't pay any taxes. So it's like we are giving our fair share to the community based on what we have but he is not. And like, I know that the government says he doesn't have to pay these kinds of taxes. So then that's kind of like, okay, well, what's the government doing? But it's also like, you know, he could probably do something to change that if he wanted to, because he's so powerful. And like, when you're a billionaire, you basically have to be a billion times more grateful to everybody else than you or me have to, because, you know, we're not as wealthy and his, like, privilege ended up being as, you know, successful as
2: he has. So that's so like- kind of separate from the wealth thing, but he does have a lot of influence in, well, as a conglomerate of, like, so many different sectors of mm-hmm. um, our lives. So he's, like, in media, he's in retail. So in having, especially in media, having access to that, um, having that yeah access to media mm-hmm. gives him power of the public and make, like deciding what they should be thinking about reading about hearing about in his own news um right
0: that's like dissemination of information that he has so much power over just yeah. through media you know what do you what do you like Kyle and uh and Matt what do you guys think about like who you know who's I guess should be responsible, like who should make the moves, or like should we all make the moves? Like, what do you-
3: uh, get, like going off what you said, like ultimately, it kind of is the government. That's why we have them. But I was actually discussing this with my with a friend the other day. Mm-hmm. It's like our whole lives, the government just been going into debt and debt and debt,
1: and it's like 22 trillion and yeah. going.
3: No, it's not like $25 trillion. I looked when we were talking about it, and this was like two day, two or three days ago. So, you know. like, so, like, I don't know. I just, like, from the time we've been born, I feel like in the Bush and early Obama days, that's all we saw in the news. The national debt's still rising, and then it's oh, yeah. gone away for the past five or six years or so, but it's still rising. So, I don't know how much... It's like, how, what trust are we putting into them when they just continually... Or cont- we keep losing money somehow.
0: Yeah, what is even going on with that? Like that's all I've ever heard about that too. It's like we're not getting any uh, like we're
3: not I mean, it's, it's literally been on our whole entire lives. I don't know how it's like it hasn't been fixed or at least like started to go down the other way or at least slow down, I don't know.
0: Yeah, like and they, you know, they want to tell us how to how to handle our money. It's kind of weird. Mm -hmm.
2: The debt thing I know is they they set a debt ceiling for it, but they raise it year after year because yeah, so it doesn't even matter.
3: (laughs) And then also, like right now, we're just it's like poof, five hundred million or five hundred billion. Poof, like another billion dollars we're giving out. It's like where is this money coming from? Like already down twenty five trillion. Some people I don't know who we even owe twenty five trillion to in total, obviously, but.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I think it's we owe it to other countries. Yeah, we owe it to Our other countries. Country.
0: I just, I, I, don't, I haven't verified this. I haven't snoped it or anything, so I don't know. So the, don't take this as, like, news or fake news either. I don't know. But, like, I heard recently from somewhere, I can't even remember where, but that this whole, like, debt, like, the government debt is, like, not real.
1: <laughs> like, Sounds like a conspiracy theory.
0: Like, I don't know. So, I, I really don't know what's going on with the government debt.
1: <laughs> if I can just say, um, the government's definitely taking a step back and trying to protect us or like help us out economically. Like, as much as they say, you know, stimulus packages and and the stock is rising and stuff like that, it, it hardly ever reaches us, the common folk, I think. And it's just, they're not even lying about it anymore. They're just flat out saying the stocks are rising and we're, we're doing great and it's, and it's all lies. So I feel that it's up to us. And in terms of AMC, I just read on LA Magazine, right? That um, when the news, so not even that it's official, right? It's reports that Amazon was considering purchasing AMC the stocks for amc went up 56 percent just of that rumor alone yeah so i don't think understand. right so i don't like jeff bezos like flat out like the dude's just i feel like he's greedy maybe shady but um i love the theaters i that's like one of the best experiences i get with going to the theaters so if he's willing to step up, then cool. And it seems like fifty-six percent boost from him means that other people are going to be more courageous and be more uh, adventurous with, uh, you know, investing in things because of giants like Jeff Bezos.
0: Yeah, I like that part of it too. Like that, like you know, I want to save the theaters. I still like going to the theaters when I can. I just, mm-hmm. Very much. Well, now obviously nobody can, but like before this, I I wouldn't go because I didn't want to, you know, spend some money on it. But I, like,
1: mm.
0: I do. Like, I yeah. would. live in a world that had movies.
1: Right. <laughs> it's still an amazing experience to me.
0: Uh, I mean, I think that's good if if he were to kind of save AMC theaters, but it, I mean, you know, it does, It just doesn't make him like that much of a better what I'm, I'm thinking
1: yeah
0: yeah um and it was interesting what Jenna was talking about um in our class today about how he bought washington post and then now because it's privatized it's doing a lot better and they're able to hire more people i mean that's you know that's interesting and it just makes me feel like like, I, I, I would rather things are not privatized. I don't really think mm-hmm. things will necessarily – like, they don't always improve once something is privatized. Like, for example, see oh no. DeVos and what she's mm. doing um, to the education system in the U.S. But, like, it just kind of – what I was thinking of that was that we – like, I think in our capitalist system – that's one of the ways to help situations is to have something become privatized and like bought out. It seems like that might be like one of the only things that they can do for like, you know, newspapers and journalism and Washington Post. Sometimes, I mean, I'm not saying it's the only way because like maybe it is possible to get a bunch of, um, you know, taxpayer revenue to fund newspapers, but that wouldn't be up to, us entirely. What did you guys think of like when Jana was talking about that what the Washington Post?
3: Um similar to you, what you what you brought up in class when you said that it could cause a bias. And this is actually what I was kind of uh thinking about when we were discussing private privatized versus socialized uh broadcasting. Like now that Jeff Bezos owns it, like obviously He has a lot of power there. So if stories are – he can, you know, push people a certain way because he's the owner. You know, it's all his money in it. And that seems like a problem, obviously, in journalism when your objective is
1: to –
3: or, yeah, your objective is to remain uh, unbiased. So –
0: Report on the truth. Like, how are you supposed to report on Amazon's truth when Amazon owns it? Yeah, and once Mm -hmm. profits
3: are involved, your motives are way different. You know, you have to think about your duties to your employer instead of final line. Yeah, exactly. Where, as like, as I said before, uh, in the like the BDC, it's uh, funded by the government, so there's no uh, profit motivation. It's strictly journalistic. You're strictly trying to find out the truth and present that to people.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the show Succession, but that show is loosely based on the Murdoch family that owns Fox Corporation. And I found the show, well, I liked the show a lot because it kind of shows the behind the scenes of what happens in a real life situation like the Fox News Group and the media, um, business side of the media. And in the show, it's, uh, there's a lot of corruption from... The family, um, mm. and they're, they, well, not corruption, but they do have a lot of say um, in what news that their their media outlets put out, even though they never admit to having the influence. Mm. Where may we watch this, Carlos? Oh, so this show is on HBO. Um, yeah. It's, it called again?
1: So
2: it's called Succession. Succession. Okay. Okay. Does Amazon own it too? Oh, I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. I don't think it should be owned for Amazon, Amazon.
0: I'm just messing around because.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Thing.
3: And then also, uh, adding on to like privatized or socialized uh, news networks, if the United States did have, I mean, I guess we do have uh, publicly funded news networks, but if we had a main one like the BBC is the main one in Great Britain everything in our government seems to be so biased already. I feel like whatever parties in control would try to get their hands on that and somehow control it. I, I don't know. Like, that's just a wild, uh, bold take probably, but the, the way everything is now, it's so bipartisan or not bipartisan, Like uh, the parties against each other. So I feel like that would just be another place for them to go at it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely a possibility, but you know, I remain optimistic
2: yes always have to i feel like that's kind of the case in a lot of our a lot of aspects of our country where government um isn't really run by the government there's a lot of you know lobbyists and conflicts of interest there's like relationships and that in the show succession going back to that um it actually shows that too how government and media um work together or can work together to create narratives for the public to consume.
0: It sounds like it would be really interesting to watch it. So going back to the, you know, big kahunas um, of capitalism, what do you guys think of Elon Musk? Any hot
2: takes? He just had a baby. (laughs) God! Yes. With Grimes, who I love and,
3: um off the top of my head i don't really have a flaming hot take but yeah i mean i've just been observing him lately i don't really know what to make of everything he's been going crazy it's been
0: entertaining to say the least oh my goodness (laughs) everything is a reality show Mm -hmm. except it's like actual reality Mm -hmm. um yeah um this like he started this week, he started opening um, like against the government order, basically uh, started opening his factory in Fremont again, like in having the workers work there when, you know, like we're not supposed to be working in factories like that. Um, but he, you know, was just like, hey, it's against my constitutional right. Whatever, whatever right he's talking about, and then you know, just had people go back to work. Um, you know,
3: so I also, yeah, I saw it when he made that announcement that he's gonna open his factories. That he said he would like be in the building if if anyone was to get arrested, it would be him. I thought it was it was funny, and also it was like I guess it was kind of cool. He'd stand up for his workers. And he wants people back to work, but yeah, it, it is a obviously a tough situation with there being a pandemic.
0: With that, I honestly don't see it as him standing up for his workers. Like, I see it as where he's putting, like, he's endangering their lives by having them go back to work. Like, even if they want to, like, maybe they shouldn't, you know? And because if people go back to work and there's like a bunch of people there, they're still endangering the other people that are working there too. And it just seems kind of, I think he has this kind of where he wants to come. I'm going to do this and be a good person. It's just endangering them. He's arrested. And, you know, like if he gets arrested, I just don't, I feel like it wouldn't be that much of an issue for him because he has so much money.
3: Um, also. Yeah. What you're saying about like endangering people's lives. Mm-hmm. that is true but from his perspective i don't know if he believes that because i don't know if you guys noticed but he changed his. i saw this like last week he changed his twitter profile picture and it's like a snapshot from some video game i don't know the name i'm trying to find it right now but anyways in the video game it's basically about a government who releases a virus for population control and fear reasons oh my god yeah i'm trying to find it oh the the game from his profile picture is... I don't know how to say it. Duis X, released in 2000.
0: 2000.
3: Okay. So it's an older game.
0: Wow. What a, like, weird move. Here is it.
3: This is this is from an article off Forbes. A conspiracy has released a man-made plague called the Grey Death as a kind of mass culling pandemic and are using their military might to restrict access to the vaccine. So... And that's his uh, Twitter profile picture. So that might give some context to his point of view.
0: He has been been saying that the, like he posted a tweet that was like, coronavirus panic is dumb. And it literally said that. And then he just, he like, he thinks that the panic over it is way more dangerous than the actual virus. Like at the beginning he was just saying that it's just a flu. And then now he's just, like, saying that the government is fascist by telling people to stay at home, to stop the spread of disease. Um, And it's really dangerous because, like, there is he has a cult following. Like, you know, people see him, you know, creating electric cars as kind of, like, this genius martyr. Yeah, definitely. But, like, you know, this is really dangerous. And, you know, it makes me wonder if the people who... You know, our anti lockdown protesters, if they're
2: influenced
0: in part by Elon Musk, you
2: yeah. he definitely has a like a strong um, influence over who look the people who look up to him because even in or he tweeted something about he should like lower the price of his of the stock for Tesla. And, like, a a lot of people were mad that he even tweeted that because they had lost money over just that tweet alone. So his words are definitely influential toward Mm. his audience.
0: Yeah, that's a good example, like, right there, right away. Mm -hmm. Any other thoughts on billionaire villains while we're all...
3: I guess I have one more thing to add about Elon Musk. Uh, I've, I've actually been like seeing a lot of his stuff. So I've been kind of in tune with what he's been up to the past week. Mm-hmm. So I also saw, I can't find it right now, but I believe it was the governor of Colorado uh, on Twitter. He actually tweeted at him and said, uh, or basically offered Elon Musk to move Tesla, all the operations into Colorado. He said something about the uh, like lower taxes, uh, better business environment. Yet while still being, like, pro-LGBTQ and um, open to every all lifestyles. So he is kind of making waves, I guess. Here it is. I'll read the tweet. So Governor Jared Polis of Colorado, we want you here at Elon Musk in Colorado. We are the best of both worlds. We're very pro-business, low taxes, also pro-immigration, pro-LGBT, globally-minded, bright, smart, motivated people to live here. Tesla HQ, Cybertruck, Gigafactory, look no further. And Elon responded with, "Hi, Jared. Colorado is great. I think your policies make a lot of sense." So I don't know. He didn't really get a lot of weight there, but he's making waves, I guess, in the throughout the country.
0: And this was after he like threatened um, to move his factories to other states because of the California lockdown um, and like from the government to not open up uh, his factory. I do. You guys think that he will actually move his factories to different states?
3: Um, I mean, he's pretty. He's pretty upset. I don't, know. I don't I mean, know.
0: It looks like he's back at work in California.
3: Yeah, I don't. I mean, know. It's interesting to see how that would work. If it, didn't give it out the impact on Tesla and the impact it would have on California.
1: <laughs> well, this is uh, Justin. Yesterday, according to Business Insider, he's selling all of his properties right now. He has five properties worth over a hundred million and he's selling them. All of them? All of them. that's what it's two Bell Air mansions for sale, 38 billion. Yeah. Oh, okay. So like maybe he'll move his is Yeah, may, maybe he's he is planning to move. If, I mean I don't see why would he like sell all of this property? Does he need money like that? <laughs> it's gotta be something else. So yeah, could be moving to Colorado or something
0: I mean, I would say, like, go for it, Elon Musk. Whatever. What, whatever.
1: Yeah, he's always been a renegade. He's always going to do what Elon Musk does. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, well, Carlos, what do you think of the Grimes
2: situation? Um, I well, I think it's kind of interesting. Grimes was kind of known for being this, like, open person, I think, like, politically and socially. And she has, she's quite the character herself. Um, I know that she did an interview for some magazine a couple months ago. And it was an interview or it was um, a piece on her where different people that she knew interviewed her. So Lana Del Rey, who I also love, interviewed her and they were discussing politics. And I think it was something about. Um, how Elon Musk understands both sides of politics, and he like is he's like a good person. So she was defending him, which obviously is what she should do as his girlfriend. But Grimes was saying this, or Lana Del Rey. Grimes was saying this. Lana was questioning her um, on him. I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. I don't remember too much about the details, but um. I don't know. She kind of has, she does defend him a lot. And it's interesting how what she defends him on is stuff that she wouldn't have a couple years ago. Oh, what does she defend him on? If you remember. I'm not quite sure, but just he is kind of all over the place. So whenever he does something that people attack him on, she is quick to defend him. Mm. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, it sounds like she's just doing that because, you know, she's like, that's her boyfriend. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I really like Grimes. Like, I really like her music, like, especially this new album. I mean, um, so. But like this whole Elon Musk thing has made me
2: feel weird listening to her
0: music because yeah, Elon Musk is not a good person.
2: Mm-hmm. oh i I pulled up the interview so it was a conversation i think over the phone and elon stopped to say hi to lana um this is why i don't look up information about about music
0: musicians i like because it's just it's just all very like yeah true and-
3: does anyone know why they named their kid X-A-E-12 or whatever?
0: Because they're crazy. Wait, Kyle, did you know that the, the name of the kid is is actually like Kyle? Is it actually? <laughs> yeah, it's like this crazy, uh, you know, I don't know, like astro- asteroid language, but it's... Po- it? And it means Kyle? Yeah, apparently it's Kyle in, in whatever. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. I feel like there's going to be a trend of names
3: like this and teachers the next 10 years are going to uh, be in for a tough attendance sheet.
0: Yeah, that is not that is not okay. If teachers cannot pronounce my last name, they are not going to pronounce these names. <laughs> Or first names. Or only names. Kyle or Matt, do you guys listen to Grimes? Or Lana Del Rey?
1: <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> Neither
0: of them?
3: Oh, my God. I mean, I've heard of Elon Rey. To be honest, I haven't even heard of Grimes.
1: I've heard of Lana Del Rey.
0: You know, Elon Musk didn't hear about Grimes until a few years ago, either. Until about two years ago. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How long has she been around?
0: She's been around for a long time. Like, Damn. 10 years. 10 years, at least. Yeah.
1: Oh, well, she's Canadian. Well,
0: also, I guess, back on the topic of... Well, I
3: guess we're talking about their family. I heard that Elon Musk was building, like, a private school for, like, him and his rich friends, basically.
0: Okay, then.
3: And that was it. So it's going to be XAE 12 and all the other letters and numbers for
0: now. And they're going to be like indoctrinated. It's, cool. it's going to be tough to be that teacher. Yeah. It sounds like he's just trying to build his own world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then move it to Mars.
3: Yeah, I was just going to say, like, practicing for Mars. <laughs> He's trying to get up there, isn't he? Yeah, but, you know. He thinks we should have mm-hmm. made more progress. I, I remember you just said that. It's like, we went to the moon whatever amount of years ago. We should have made more progress by now.
1: <clears throat>
0: okay.
1: So, okay Mars. Yeah, according to Business Insider, he plans to send a million people to Mars by 2050 by launching three Starship rockets every day and creating a lot of jobs.
3: That's kind of crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. I guess it's, it's crazy for anyone to imagine, like, yeah, I don't really
1: know about Earth anymore. I'm going to go try Mars. I think he's uh, given up on Earth.
0: You know, I think there's a lot
1: more of Earth to explore. I agree, especially in the water. There's no way we've uncovered everything.
0: Yeah, don't we actually only know about 10% of the ocean?
1: I, I would say so, yeah. <laughs>
0: well, this has been episode 21 of Something Newsy. And catch us at our next one. Bye.
1: Bye.
0: Bye.